0: Hear the word of the Lord from Matthew chapter 23, verses 25 through 28. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and the plate, that the outside also may be clean. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, For you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. This is the word of the Lord. you You may be seated. As you take your seat, let's pray together. Our great God, this morning we come. To you in the name of Jesus. And as we come Lord. We ask you. To open our eyes. To see our minds. To understand our hearts. To receive. Your word. Lord our hope this morning. Is that every person in this room, every person engaging with this truth would be moved by your spirit to proclaim how sweet the sound of saving grace Christ died for me. Lord, perhaps salvation needs to visit us today. Perhaps conversion needs to visit us today. And Lord, we pray that by your power it would. Most certainly all of us need to be overwhelmed anew in how good it is that Jesus forgives and cleanses and makes righteous and makes all things new. You speak to us, our God, our great God. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Friends, it's great to see you all this morning. If you haven't done so already, please take your Bible, turn to Matthew chapter 23, where Lori just read for us. Um, we at Redeemer are working our way through Matthew chapter 23. And in this chapter, Jesus speaks seven woes, seven statements of condemnation toward the religious leaders of the day. And so today we're looking at number five and number six. These two kind of move together, and so we'll look at them together. What we're going to consider today is a truth that churches rightly talk about very, very often. External adherence, to law will never make me or you acceptable in the sight of God. External adherence to rules will never make me or you acceptable or pleasing in the sight of God. We we say this all the time. We say we need Jesus. We do. But this is one of the most clear teachings in the scripture that drive this point home. So what Jesus is saying in these two woes is this. Morally cleaning ourselves up on the outside will never satisfy what the Lord longs for his people. The Lord's desire is total renewal. Total transformation, total deliverance, total righteousness, which comes through Christ. Which comes through Christ. So let's look at the passage in these two woe statements. And let's see how this is played out for us. And so if you're um, taking notes, our, our first point is wrong metric wrong metric. Now, we have a lot of people that love data and spreadsheets here at Redeemer, right? Yeah. Some of you are like furrowing your brow. Like, we got all the data analysis people in the world piled into one congregation. But here's what I think all of you would say to me. If we're measuring the wrong thing, the spreadsheet's not going to tell us anything, Right? Right? If we're measuring the wrong things, we're never going to move in the direction we long to move in. Unless it's kind of just by accident. So in this, these two woe statements, Jesus is not rebuking the scribes and the Pharisees for caring about External obedience to God's law. That Jesus is not saying, don't worry about God's law. Rather, what Jesus is, is condemning them for is for measuring righteousness merely by external adherence to rules. He's saying the outside's only part of the whole. And he's going to use two different ways to teach this. So look at the first one in verses 25 and 26. It says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and the plate, that the outside also may be clean. Now, Jesus is speaking of a hyper-focus on... Um, dietary cleanliness and ensuring that the things that we use to consume our food and beverage are likewise clean. But but the condemnation here is you're hyper-focused on the outside of the cup and the outside of the plate but you don't realize that the inside of the cup and the inside of the plate, I still don't know what the inside of the plate means, but let's just go with that, okay? That the inside of the cup and the inside of the plate likewise produce uncleanliness. Now, if you really want to nerd out this afternoon, you can look this up. There was a massive debate amongst different subsects of Judaism about whether or not obedience to the law required a clean inside or a clean outside. But Jesus basically says, I don't care about your debate. He's not arbitrating who's right and who's wrong in the debate. He's kind of saying you both missed the point. Because without a clean inside and a clean outside, you're unclean. So so he kind of makes the point It doesn't matter how clean your outside is if your inside is full of greed and self-indulgence. The goal is that the cup and the plate are clean. Example two. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful... But within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. So Jesus makes another example of something that's very appealing and clean on the outside. Beautiful. But is built to hold deadness. Right? It's built to hold decaying flesh, and decaying bones. Now again, Jesus I don't think is speaking against tombs. I don't think he's speaking against having a clean headstone on a tomb. He's just simply using this to make the point that the outside is very beautiful and appealing and the inside is full of death. Now, if we... Put these two things together. Then what we see Jesus saying is, a mere external cleanliness does not make one morally pure. A mere external cleanliness does not make one pleasing in the sight of God. Rather, a person that is pure, clean, righteous, through and through, is the one who is pleasing in the sight of God. So Jesus is saying, don't settle for mere external adherence to religious rules. And he's saying don't make peace with inner corruption and unrepentant inner sinfulness. Rather, the goal, as stated, the goal is to be righteous in the sight of God. And righteous is a religious Bible word that means acceptable and pleasing to God. Acceptable and pleasing to God. Synonyms like innocent, just, pure. So ultimately Jesus is rebuking the scribes and Pharisees for measuring everything by the wrong metric. Measuring everything by the externals. Okay? Now, notice something. Jesus is not juxtaposing external against internal. Jesus is not saying external adherence is bad, only internal matters. That's not what he's saying. He's saying the goal is a person who has been cleansed fully. From within by the Lord. And that inner cleansing works its way out into external adherence to God. Okay? So, teenagers, if you walk away this morning and go sit down at the lunch table or, or dinner or whatever you call that meal right after church with your parents. And you say, Pastor Jamie said rule following is not Christ-like. You didn't hear what's being said. What's being said. Is. The gospel of Jesus. Christianity. The faith that we pursue. Is not rooted in. External performance. And external aligning. Of do's and don'ts. Our faith is about. The Son of God making people new creatures. And because we're new creatures, we do new things. Okay? So we live in the south of the United States. In the buckle of America's Bible Belt. And how many of you have lived here your whole life? Like, like. The Southeastern Conference footprint, okay? I'll give Kentucky, too. Well, no, that's Southeastern Conference, okay. How many of you lived here your whole life? All right, so when I say these things, like, you get it, right? Like, there's just in the oxygen of the South this wrong understanding that what it means to be a Christian or a Christ follower is to, to go to church, bathe before you come, Put on some nice things that you wouldn't wear the other days of the week. Don't scream at your kids on the way here. Behave really, really biblically and morally and Ten Commandment-like. Put some money in the offering plate. Clap really hard when there's a baptism. And then go back home and watch some football and take a nap and pretend like none of that ever happened until next Sunday. Okay. By the way, the nap and the football can be righteous. I just want to be clear about that. But, um, but, but, But bear with me for a minute, okay? If you're a new creation in Christ, you should want to be with the people of Jesus on the Lord's Day. So that internal drive manifests itself as getting up and coming to church. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you, says, take a shower. That was supposed to be funny. Nobody laughed. <laughs> we we read the Bible, we pray. We give, we serve. We, we as people with a cleansed inside externally do a lot of the things that external only people do. So Jesus' goal is not to get rid of the externals, but to call for something far more transparent, transformative and far more real, which is a, a new creation but new creation works itself outward into living obedient to the lord it's going to push us to our next point here but should i obey the commands of the lord question mark answer yes what is accomplished by obeying the commands of the lord It depends. So that pushes us to our next point this morning. Thoughts on righteousness. Thoughts on righteousness. So if we look at the passage, Jesus is juxtaposing a clean outside and a corrupt inside with a clean outside and a clean inside. He's juxtaposing a Clean, shiny exterior tomb with death and uncleanness on the inside. Now, look at verse 28. This becomes very important for us. So, Jesus says if you are a metaphorically whitewashed tomb, which means the outside's nice and tidy and cleaned up, but the inside's filled with sin and death and rebellion and hypocrisy and self indulgence. He says, you appear outwardly righteous, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. So the goal is to be outwardly and inwardly righteous. Righteous is to be right and pleasing to God. It's to be right and pleasing before God. Righteousness matters. Righteousness matters. The author of Hebrews says without holiness, without righteousness no one will see the Lord. So it matters to be through and through, righteous. Okay, pastor, how does one become righteous? How does one become righteous? Jesus gives one answer to this question that is a don't try this method. The method that Jesus is rebuking is, well, you become righteous by doing all the external things and hoping that it works its way in. And what does Jesus say about that in this passage? No. No. Rather, he commends something different, which is you become righteous from within, and that righteousness works its way out. Verse 26, First clean the inside of the cup and the plate, that the outside also may be. So what Jesus seems to be saying is unless the inside's clean, unless the whole character of the being is clean, then what we have is mere external adherence that is not true righteousness. So how do we become righteous? The testimony of the scripture through and through is that we become righteous by We become righteous by faith in Christ. So Jesus kind of leaves them with, you need something to make you righteous from within. But the scripture testifies again and again and again that we become righteous not by works of the law, but through faith in Christ. So Galatians chapter 2, verse 15. Paul, writing to Jewish believers, says, We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. Yet we know, listen carefully, That a person is not justified. You could insert there, made righteous. We are not justified by works of the law. So we're not made pure and righteous and cleansed on the inside by external adherence to the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Jesus Christ. In order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be justified. Do we hear what Paul saying? By external adherence, no one will be made righteous. Only by trusting that Christ is offering himself to make us new and righteous and pure and acceptable in the sight of God. So where does righteousness come from? Jesus. How does one become righteous? Through faith in Christ. Apart from a true depending on Jesus and his life, his death, his resurrection to take our evil, sinful selves and make all things new in us, apart from trusting that Christ has done that for us, we will internally be unrighteous, sinful, impure, full of greed, full of self-indulgence, full of hypocrisy, and full of lawlessness. But Christ takes that away. So the appeal to us all is this very simple question. Am I, trusting Jesus to make me right and pleasing before God am I trusting Jesus to make me right and pleasing before God if your answer to that is I'm not sure I don't know or "No." I'm not, then we would love to talk with you about Jesus. We would love to help you meet Christ. And if your answer to that question is, yes, I'm trusting Christ to make me righteous. Then that pushes us to another thought about righteousness. How do we evaluate External matters. How do we evaluate external matters? Because Jamie, it seems like you were saying that external matters alone are not enough to cleanse us. We need Christ to cleanse us. Yes. But I'm also saying that if Christ cleanses us and makes us righteous, then the fruit of that work of the Spirit will be... External righteousness flowing out of us. Hear this teaching from Jesus in Matthew 12, verse 34. Notice what Jesus says. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth So what Jesus is ultimately saying here is external responses, our words, our actions, our decisions, things we do and don't do, those realities are signs of what's going on inside of us. That the person who acts in righteousness is acting because Christ has made them pure. And the person who acts in evil is acting because evil dwells within. So, how do we evaluate external matters? We say they matter. If the Lord says, do this and don't do that, then that matters. And part of our discipleship and part of our prayer is for the Lord to cause obedience to. Uh, To him to be a desire of ours that flows out of us. So, Jesus would warn us to not be those that are so hyper-focused on cleaning the outside of the cup, we don't realize the inside is filled with evil. Jesus would call upon us to be those who are not just after whitewashed tombs, but after life and resurrection and restoration from that which once was dead. There's one more thought we need to consider this morning. Based on these warnings of Jesus. Then I think this gives an extreme challenge to how we. Portray our faith and invite others to the faith. The gospel message is not. Get your external cup clean so that you can meet Jesus. The gospel message is your external cup is dirty, so was mine. And that tells me you need to meet Jesus. See, our ministry and our mission is to get as many people as we can to encounter the Christ who changes all things. And just because we have so many children here at Redeemer, let me add a little parenting thought here. Please, teach your children to obey. Please. Please. That's part of how they learn to obey the Lord, okay? But just assume for a minute that your young adult child does that one thing that you've prayed since before their conception they would never do. Are you more concerned that they did that thing Or what that says about their heart before the Lord. I think Jesus would say be concerned about both. But we don't need to raise a generation of Pharisees who can play church a couple days a week. We're praying earnestly to raise a generation of people that know Christ and have been made righteous by faith and therefore the Spirit of God will not allow them to train wreck everything and turn away from Him. So let's have way loftier goals than moral kids. And let's have the goal of kids holy, righteous before God because Jesus has saved them, cleansed them, purified them. And then we take that from our kids and we apply it to our neighbors and our friends and one another and that's how the gospel goes forward. So our Father and our God, we pray now you would take these words And as much as they're right, true, and good, as much as what's said is in keeping with the teaching of Jesus and the words of Matthew, we pray now that you would teach us and guide us, convict us, and work in us. We pray all of this now in the name of Jesus.